This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. So Thursday morning, we get to hang out with Dr. Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Hope you're well too. I am good, thank you. Good. We're launching straight in, Dr. Wendy, to the next kind of gut as we've been covering uh, gut over the last few weeks. This time, the gastric gut, as uh, we've alluded to from uh, a few weeks ago, and we set the stage for what we'd be talking about. What kind of a gut is a gastric gut? So this gut type arises from poor digestive processes, and this is usually chronic. Um, the use of antacids, um, especially if they've been using them for a long time, um, and then the subsequent lack of absorption of nutrients, which prevents the digestive system from sending those nutrients to the various organs. So what are the, what are the kind of struggles you would have if you were someone who would be um, struggling with a gastric gut? What would we be looking for? So these are the people that have lots of heartburn. They have lots of upper digestive discomfort. They normally have pain between, you know, the, the under the solar plexus, um, under the ribs. They can have a lot of bloating and gas, so belching um, and then flatulence. And they can also have what's known as a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is an imbalance in um, bacteria. So you have good bacteria, but sitting in the wrong place in the digestive tract. Uh, what about things like when you don't chew your food well? You know, that can also lead to, to bloating. Uh, can that uh, make things even worse for someone who, who has gastric gut? Absolutely. So not chewing the food enough, overeating. So large meals are not good for this gut type. Um, so they, they generally have a slower digestive system. So the digestive processes are slower. Um, and then that causes them a lot of discomfort. So um, uh, we're talking here about bloating. So if someone's listening right now and they're saying, okay, I'm starting to recognize some of the things you're talking about here. Um, could this be uh, me? Is there anything more we need to look for um, as opposed to somebody who's just, you know, had a big meal or, or, or perhaps, you know, as we've just said, not chewing their food enough? Is, does this have to happen over a long period of time before you can say, okay, I think this is your struggle? Yeah, this would generally be a more consistent struggle that they would have. Uh, they would generally feel quite full or bloated after eating, so and it's quite soon after eating. So, you know, you eat your meal and it just sits. It's not going anywhere. So it, it, it's sitting, you know, in your chest area. Um, so they may, as I said, experience the belching. They might have burning in their stomach. They might have reflux. Um, heartburn is common. Um, some people can experience a bitter taste in their mouth. So they don't necessarily have a heartburn that they're aware of, but they could have a silent reflux. Um, and that could um, cause a funny taste in the mouth or you know, a sore throat. They can feel like mm. they've got a sore throat as well. Um, and, and people can often mistake a gastric gut for having a heart attack, you know, because a lot of the symptoms feel so similar because it's sitting all in the chest area. Yeah, I heard a, a comedian once say he loves stopping in the evenings after his shows to get a pie at the local uh, petrol station. He just doesn't understand why they don't already put the uh, antacids inside the pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> make, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to him because he's going to need them afterwards. So, so what about something that's a little bit worse than just, say, you've got heartburn or you struggle? I mean, is, is there a, almost like a disease that one could have? I've, I've uh, uh, read when I struggled many, many years ago with um, uh, what they called an aspastic colon, I was doing a lot of reading around GERD. Um, does this play, is this something that also comes up with the gastric gut? 
It absolutely does. So this is when you have chronic acid reflux, you can develop a condition called GERD. So it stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, and this causes difficulty swallowing because the, the muscles actually weaken at the base of the esophagus. And so your stomach acid and your undigested food rise back up the esophagus and that causes that burn. Now, your stomach is supposed to be acidic, but that acid must stay in the stomach. It mustn't push up into the into the esophagus. So when that does happen, you can land up with erosion um, of the esophagus, bleeding of the esophagus, and obviously a higher risk for es- esophageal cancer. Mm. How do you and throat cancer anywhere up the the the, the tract? Mm. How do you actually get diagnosed when someone sits across from you and says, "So, madam, you're struggling with a gastric gut." Well, I think this is probably the one of the most common ones. If you go to the GP and you explain your symptoms, they're going to say this is probably a gastric gut. Mm. Most would recommend that you go for a gas a gastroscopy and um, to check the endoscopy to have a look and see is there any burning in the stomach? Is there a bacteria in the stomach? What is going on there? Is there redness or inflammation in the esophagus that they can they can pick up in a scope? Um, but very often, this just gets people just get prescribed meds. Because it sounds like a gastric gut. Mm. So um, meds would obviously help, but as you've said, long-term use of these meds is also not going to serve the gastric gut any good. So it's going to kind of be a vicious circle. What changes can be made to to start helping out so that maybe meds or then antacids are kind of off the table for long-term? Yeah. Well, I think let, let's back up a little bit and say there's a place for the antacids okay. and um, that it can be a short term solution, but it shouldn't be a long term solution. We find that many people are on antacids for life, which is not necessarily the solution. If you're not changing the lifestyle, then you're not going to be able to get off of those antacids and people then struggle with rebound reflux because and they can't get off of the meds. So it's certainly not a long term solution. Um, as I explained earlier, the stomach is supposed to be acidic. The stomach has a pH of two, which is It'll burn a hole through your table. It should be acidic. It must be able to burn up um, bacteria or get rid of bacteria so that they don't travel into the digestive tract. Um, but if there's not enough acidity in the in the stomach, then that food ferments. So it causes the gut to ex- the stomach to expand. The little valve at the top can't close properly, and then that pushes those acids up. So and that's usually due to a lack of stomach acid. Now, if we're taking antacids on top of a lack of stomach acid, you're going to perpetuate the problem. Mm. And so we need to make sure that we have enough of the um, enzymes we need to digest our food. We need to make sure that there is enough stomach acid in the stomach. Um, and then we can and eliminate the foods and the the, the 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 lifestyle habits like eating too big a meal, eating too late at night, so that we're not putting that excess pressure on the digestive system so that it can actually repair itself. I'm fascinated by this, um, making sure we have enough enzymes, because we mentioned this last week as well. Um, is this something that we can take in? Is Is there a way that you can bring extra enzymes into your body? You can bring both enzymes and stomach acid into your stomach. So there are definitely ways to do that. We can buy digestive enzyme supplements, which mm. are perfectly fine for most people to use. Not everybody needs the the betaine hydrochloric um, hydrochlorinic acid, but you can take that as well because if you do have low stomach acid, taking a capsule like that before you eat is very likely to help you to digest your food properly. And so it can take a lot of pressure off there. Um, using something like apple cider vinegar half an hour before a meal, a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar in some water hmm. can also help to stimulate the production of, of um, stomach acid. So there's various different ways. Eating mindfully. If we're not eating mindfully, our brains aren't getting the message to send digestive enzymes and stomach acids 
and then we're not going to produce the, the food and chewing slowly. So there's several things that we can do to ensure that we have um, that we assist our bodies to get as much digestive support as possible. Yeah, when it comes to overeating, like you've just mentioned, that that can happen and digestion and all of these, I mean, taking in all of this extra food and struggling with this gastric gut, does the pancreas play a role in that? Because, I mean, if the pancreas gets involved, isn't diabetes then also on the table? Yes, absolutely. So the pancreas is, has two roles. It has an endocrine role, which means it produces insulin, so it's a hormonal um, role, but it also has a role in digestion. So it produces a lot of the digestive enzymes that are needed to break up carbohydrates and fats and those kind of things. Um, and then we also, um, if, if the pancreas, the, the signals to the pancreas start getting blunted, then that can trigger the um, diabetes because the insulin receptors become blunted and they, they don't, they're no longer effective in working. And so you have much higher insulin in response to the foods that you're eating. What can we do for, for someone who's struggling with gastric gut? What's the key here when it comes to eating and supplementing? So I think the biggest thing for this gut type is that they need to eat smaller meals. Um, so the meal, the size of the meal, especially the size of the protein at the meal, needs to be relatively small. Um, they should eat as early as possible in the evening, so lo no, no late eating, um, especially big meals. Um, and they could include lots of fruits and vegetables because then they're getting fiber and they're getting a balance in their diet. Um, and their food combinations are important. So food combinations are important for most of us, but especially for the gastric gut. They should not be eating meat and potatoes or meat and rice together. You should have meat and vegetables. Um, and if you're going to have your starches, the starches are together with, without the heavy proteins because the, the, the different digestion times influence how quickly that food moves from the stomach into the small intestine and how it's digested. So the one can affect the other. And so that's very, very important. Um, I know you've chatted a bit about supplements. You touched on um, on apple cider vinegar and digestive enzymes. Anything else you want to add into that list as we close that's uh, also a good supplement if you're struggling with a gastric yes. gut? Yes. So these people do very well with bitter herbs, um, mastic gum, especially if there's hmm. any ulceration of the stomach, if they've, got, if they've got a known helicobacter pylori infection, which is a, an infection that you get in the stomach that causes ulcers. Um, that that's very good. Slippery elm, marshmallow root. Sometimes you can find products that have got a combination of these products. Um, and then obviously your something like manuka honey can also be quite helpful for, for these people as well. Fascinating. If gastric gut is something that you feel um, you have and need to go and get checked out, you've got some help here from Wendy this morning. Also, if you want to listen to this again, maybe you've walked in halfway or you're not able to listen to the whole thing, you'll find the podcast later on this morning and you'll find that at kpooper.co.za. You've been listening to Dr. Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Thanks so much, Dr. Wendy. Have yourself a lacquer Thursday. Thanks, Brad. You too. Bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.